Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We're so glad that you have joined us as we are ready and poised to enter into this brand new year. Uh, now, I'm not talking about so much today resolutions that we may make and probably many of us are going to break, especially when it comes to, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds <laughs> this year. Uh, I would love to lose 20 pounds this year and I'm going to watch my health uh, because it's important that I stay functional and active for the Lord and to serve Him and my family. Uh, but as I age, I understand that I I can't <laughs> I can't run five miles anymore. Uh, in fact, I never did run five miles, <laughs> but I can run the race that is set before me, and I can I can do the best that I can physically. But bodily exercise profiteth a little, and I need that, and we probably all need more of that. Uh, but it's the spirit that quickeneth or giveth life and we need the life of God flowing in us through us uh, and out to a gainsaying world a lost and dying world a helpless and hopeless world today we have the message we have the truth to offer and I believe we need to share it everywhere that we go enthusiastically and spiritually anointed Praise God. Well, having said that, we need the victory in order to do that. If the, if the people that are outside the kingdom of God, people that don't know Jesus Christ, people whose hope is only wrapped around their leaders and their physicians, their scientists and their psychologists, uh, their think tanks, all of these things, if that's as far as their faith can go, then it can't go far enough to give them a lasting hope, certainly not an eternal hope. Amen. But we have that today. That's why I want to talk to you about developing a transcendent faith. Developing a transcendent faith. The question I ask in study for this teaching is how did the Apostle Paul in particular bear up under intense persecution and not become discouraged, and keep moving forward, never looking back. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, <laughs> forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things that are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Jesus Christ. How did he bear up under such persecution without looking back, always looking past the problem or the pressure to something beyond that, something transcendent of that? I believe, number one, the Bible's clear that God told him in the immediate circumstances of his life, that his grace was sufficient for him. But the apostles' faith to stand true transcended time and tangible and laid hold on the invisible and the eternal. 
That's transcendent faith. In fact, all faith is truly transcendent faith. Because faith, according to Hebrews 11, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Evidence. Where do we, where do we have the evidence of the invisible? It's when we take that, that is spoken to us in the Word of God as a greater truth than what we feel and what we see and what the circumstance at any given time may dictate. Our faith has to be transcendent of the, of the temporal and the physical and reach into the spiritual and the eternal and lay hold. <laughs> Praise God upon that. That is transcendent faith. The apostle said, while we look not at the things which are seen, for they are temporal, literally subject to change, in flux, passing away. The world passes away, and the lust thereof. While we look not at the things which are seen, for that is only temporal. We look at the things which are unseen, for that is eternal. That is that that transcends time transcends the tangible and acknowledges and grasps and takes hold of the invisible and the eternal. And that's what Paul had going on. As grace was granted for the immediate circumstance, he looked past that immediate circumstance of pressure and persecution. By the way, he said these, because he had this transcendent faith, it took him through those times. <laughs> and, and you know, he reevaluated them in light of transcendent faith. He reevaluated the immediate pressure and pain that he was going through at any given time. And he went through a lot of it. And, and before I tell you how he reevaluated it, with this transcendent faith in mind. He said about his own circumstances and persecutions. He said, I was beaten with rods on five different occasions. I mean, on three different occasions. I was given 39 stripes of the Jews on five different occasions. The reason 39 and not 40 or beyond is because this was not supposed to be the, that punishment was to beat someone within an inch of their life, literally, because many people that were beaten beyond that, if the beating was so severe, they would go into shock and die from the beating. So they stopped at 39 stripes. He said that happened to me on five different occasions. And yet, this great apostle kept going forward and never looked back. Amen. He said, I was beaten with rods three times. This was a beating that could literally, as it was struck across your back, it could damage the spinal column and the spinal cord and some scholars believe in uh, that his eye problems that he obviously had, 
was a result of that kind of beating, uh, damaging the spinal cord, especially up near the, 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 the head and neck that could cause him to have vision problems, maybe blurred vision. Oh, he said, I, I also fell among thieves. He said, I was in the shipwrecked for a day and a night. I was among false brethren. I was stoned and left for dead. <laughs> they tried to kill him. They, they, all of these, and, and he's just showing us a little bit of, 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 and we could go in depth on each one of these and what he was experiencing and did experience and, and what he may experience in time. If he didn't have a transcendent faith that reached beyond time into eternity and beyond the tangible, into the invisible. I don't see how anyone could possibly get through these things. Yes, there was grace while he was being beaten. Yes, there was grace while he was going through all of those painful situations in his life. Among false brethren is not the striking of the skin with a rod, but it's the striking of the heart where the hurt is many times takes much longer to heal than the wounds inflicted on the outside of us. As painful as they may be, when the heart is broken, when the heart is hurting, it is a pain that you cannot assuage it with a pill. You can't just get over it in a few weeks of healing. It takes time to heal, and it takes help to heal that can only come from God in our life. Paul knew the pain without. He knew the pain within. But he had a transcendent faith that took him through it all. And when he reevaluated it with transcendent faith, he said, but these light afflictions. <laughs> can you imagine reevaluating all of that? These light afflictions, which are but for a moment, you see, Transcendent faith transcends time and gets a hold on eternity. These, these light afflictions which are but for a moment worketh for us an eternal weight of glory. When? When Christ comes, when we stand before Him, when the reward is given for our faithfulness, not just the, the, the victor's wreath or the, or whatever He does to honor us for being faithful to Him and honor Him through faithfulness, but, but, but because we are there with Him, we have overcome the world, we've overcome the flesh, and we've certainly overcome the devil. Amen. And we're standing triumphant in the presence of our King. Praise God. Listen, this transcendent faith, this reevaluating of trials and tests, transcending time. I believe Romans eight eighteen is a very simplistic but profound. Look into the value system of the Apostle Paul. Listen to it. It said, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Hallelujah. 
I like to I like to paraphrase. We don't we don't study from it, but if it helps us understand what we're studying from, I want to bring it forward at the TLB, today's Living Bible. It says, Yet what we suffer now is nothing. Can you imagine him saying that? Is nothing compared to the glory that he will give us later. The Apostle Paul was one of the most powerfully anointed men in the Bible. He was also one of the most persecuted. I want to say that again. The Apostle Paul was one of the most powerfully anointed men in the Bible. And he was also one of the most persecuted, tested, and tempted. No matter what he faced in time, he looked past it into eternity. And many times you and I as Christians, in order to get past this day, this day of of trouble, this day of trauma, this day of heartbreak, this day of heartache, this this day of, of discouragement and disappointment and disillusionment, whatever we may be facing this day, we need to look and live for that day. You see, weeping may last for a night. That's time. <laughs> but joy comes in the morning. Morning. That time that we're feeling that so intensely has to give way to that that is to come. The the darkest night has to give way. When the sun rises, the darkness must dissipate. Weeping lasts for a night. That is true. But joy comes in the morning. Praise God. You see, living for eternity instead of just living in time will help us to bear up under the load of earthly trials and tests. Let's look once again at the Apostle's attitude and his words of wisdom to us in Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 30. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. Laborers more abundant in stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent, in deaths often. <laughs> Amen. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. <laughs> thrice I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings, often in perils of waters, in perils of robbers. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Paul. I, I thought I thought if you developed your faith and you had God's favor, you didn't have to go through anything. You didn't need transcendent faith. All you needed is faith to escape the trials and pitfalls that, that can befall anyone in a faulty body living in a fallen world. It is almost presented that way to us today. That's why we think God is unfaithful if we find ourselves going through some kind of intense trial. And yet the scriptures are telling us clearly, think it not strange. It's not unique. You're not unique in that sense. Think it not strange, the fiery trial 
That is, oh man, that's not a run in your stockings if you wear them on Sunday morning on the way to church. This is a fiery trial, sir. That that's not your 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 your. That's not running out of gas on your way to church on Sunday or on your way to work or having a flat tire. These things he's talking about here are the fiery trials that have the potential to do great harm. Listen, think it not strange. This fiery trial that has come to try you as some strange thing has happened unto you. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able, but will with the temptation. You see, he hasn't taken it out of the way. He hasn't taken you from it yet. He's going to take you from it many times by taking you through it victoriously. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. Three Hebrew children, you would have never heard of them. You would have never heard of them if they hadn't thrown them into that furnace and God allowed them to go into that furnace, that fiery trial, literally. You would have never heard of them if he hadn't brought them through that trial. Amen. And there wouldn't have been a turning from the false gods that the king had erected and, and told them they must worship. There would never be that kind of witness to the king if he had kept them from the furnace. But when he took them through the furnace, same thing happened with Daniel in the lion's den. If God kept him out of the lion's den... There would never been a turning of the faith to the true and the living God instead of the false and phony gods that they were intending to worship. And today I believe it's how Christians weather the trials by the grace of God and a transcendent faith that is such a witness to the world about us that the God we serve can indeed keep us from these things, but he also can take us through these things. Think it not strange, the fiery trial that has come to try you, as some strange thing has happened unto you. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able to bear, and will with the temptation make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. The way Paul was escaping, the intended result of his trials was to discourage him. Not only get him to look back, but get him to go back. <laughs> Amen. It's because of his transcendent faith. I'm going to pick up verse 26 so we don't miss anything here. It's part of his persecutions, pressures, and trials. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils or dangers among false brethren. Verse 27, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. He was in the deep for a day and the night. That meant there was 24 hours he was, he, he was trying to keep afloat awaiting rescue in the sea. 
beside those things which are without, he begins to talk about that that is within, that that cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, the care of all the churches, his his concern for their well-being, for their spiritual safety, weighed heavily upon them because he knew their tendency, man's tendency, our tendency to stray from God, to give place to the devil. And he was deeply concerned and he carried that compassionate concern and it was a weight. But he says in verse 29, Who is weak? For I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. He's not burning in anger to those who did him such wrong. If it must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. See, he had learned when he had a buffeting spirit from the devil that, that used people to hurt him and to fight against him and to come against him. He said, there was an emissary from Satan given unto me to buffet me, not break me, but buffet me. (laughs) And I besought the Lord thrice that this thing be removed from me. All of these things in the way of me going out there and preaching and getting people to come to Christ, it's in the way. Lord, take it out of the way. And God didn't take it out of the way. And finally, when he was waiting for some kind of hope and help from God to deal with all of this, God spoke to him and said, Paul, my strength, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is perfected in weakness. When he saw that every time these trials weakened him, he put a a deeper trust in the Lord and a Listen, transcendent faith in him. <laughs> he he got only got through these things. He got through them victoriously. He reevaluated all of it and he said <laughs> he said, Listen, I'm gonna take pleasure in what I the pressure I was complaining about. If it brings me closer to you, if it brings more glory to you, if it causes the glory of Christ to rest upon me, hallelujah, then, then see, the, see the devil losing this battle with all of these forces and circumstances against Paul. And Paul is not only barely getting through them or weathering the storm, he is actually saying this storm means I'm going to pray more. I'm going to trust with transcendent faith and God is going to be glorified and the devil is going to be stupefied, if I can use that term, when he sees me glorifying God instead of just questioning God and going into deeper discouragement. Uh, That's convicting to me to say. It's probably convicting for you to hear because our tendency is to complain Instead of comply, (laughs) like what David said, in compliance with God's will and God's purpose in the midst of trials, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. The Apostle Paul, in essence, said, 
I've been weakened by the things, these things, but I don't feel weak. I've been offended, but I don't burn with anger. Isn't that good? Praise God. The devil couldn't even get him into unforgiveness. I like what he said in 2 Corinthians four fifteen through 18. He said, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our, here it is, our light affliction, (laughs) which is but for a moment, but for a moment, worketh for us. Wait a minute, I'm going to read the rest of it. I'm not going to twist or turn the scripture, but I just want to stop with the fact that 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 the devil is trying to use to work against us, reevaluated with transcendent faith, said it actually is working for us. It's giving us a testimony. You see, dear friend, how many want a testimony? An enhanced and better and greater and more impactful testimony. Well, it's the testings that God takes us through that gives us the testimony to His goodness, His mercy, and His faithfulness. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Transcendent faith, here it is. Verse 18 again. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. I'm going to read this from the Amplified as we close this part of our teaching this week. Looking forward. Looking forward, looking forward to a life that represents a mighty king, a gracious king, a wonderful kingdom, as we look forward to serving God this coming year. In the Amplified it said, Therefore, we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. Though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our light, momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour. You see, time is being being put in its place. <laughs> this is but for a moment compared to the eternal bliss and joy that is awaiting us. Amen. I'm going to read that again. For this light momentary affliction, this slight distress of the passing hour, is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations of vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease reaching see transcendent faith reaching 
beyond time, reaching into the invisible, not just focusing on the temporal and the tangible. Verse 18, Since we consider and look not to the things which are seen, but to the things which are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief, and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Paul looked past the temporal into the eternal. He wasn't living only for time. He was living for an eternal inheritance. And the Bible speaks of that eternal inheritance as an inheritance that shall not fade away. (laughs) It will never end. Someone said it this way, yes, there's sacrifices to be made. Yes, there is some, there is suffering involved in following Christ, especially in the hatefulness that we're seeing today. If you just believe the Bible and seek to live out our faith, not, we're not trying to push it on others. We're just trying to say, if that's your thing, do your thing. But this is my thing. And this is my faith and this is my king. And this is the way I how how I live my life. This is where I develop my value system. This is what I adhere to. Amen. Friend of mine, we will suffer persecution just for doing that, being true to God. But that's okay. Hallelujah. Because something is coming and someone is coming and eternity with God is coming. Someone put it this way about the sacrifices that will be, must be made to live the Christian life, taking up our cross in order to follow Christ and denying ourselves in order to follow Christ. He is no fool that gives up what he cannot keep to lay hold on that that he cannot ever, ever lose. You see, transcendent faith says whatever it costs to follow Jesus is worth it in light of that that we are going to receive and be blessed by throughout all eternity, age without end. Something that death, disease, and disappointment can never, ever, ever cancel. Glory be to God. Dear friend of mine, today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says of you that you're without hope and without God in the world. It's a terrible and terrifying place to be. But you can come to Jesus today. You can come to know Christ as your Savior You can come repenting of your sin and you can come accepting Him as your King and making Him the Lord of your life. And you can find this transcendent faith that will take you beyond the hurt, the heartache, the heartbreak and above all beyond the eternal banishment from God's presence and punishment. Friend, you can miss hell 
and gain heaven today. You can turn from darkness to light, from sin unto Christ, and from Satan unto God. And the moment you turn toward the light, no power of darkness can keep you from coming to Jesus Christ as your Savior, to God as your Father, to heaven as your home. Hallelujah. Come to Jesus today and find transcendent faith. Christian, it's time that we develop this transcendent faith to take us through, to give us holy endurance. (laughs) Weeping lasts for a night. We can endure that knowing that joy is coming in the morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.